Thank you, Lord. Uh, if you would, our scripture text, our reading, not the text, but the reading itself will be uh, somewhat lengthy based on how I normally uh, do it. Uh, but I think it's, it's important to get some context and content uh, mold together properly. Uh, we're going to look at the first book of Samuel, 1 Samuel, or 1 Samuel chapter 1, 1 Samuel chapter 1. Uh, we're going to read from verses uh, 1 through 18, 1 through 18. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Now, there was a certain man of Ramathan, Zopin of the mountains of Ephraim, and his name was Elkanah, the son of Jeroham, and son of Elihu, and son of Tohu, and son of Zuth, an Ephraimite, and he had two wives. Uh, it's not the ideal thing, so just because you see this in the Bible doesn't mean that God is, is giving you permission to have two wives. That, that was a uh, uh, that was, as God changed culture, as God changed culture, there were still things that were allowed within the culture that had to be gradually eradicated. And so God's perfect union is what he did for us in the garden. There wasn't Adam with Eve and Beverly. There was Adam and Eve, Right? So let's just get that right. It might have gone wrong in the Old Testament a little bit here, but it was right before it went wrong. Go look at somebody and tell them it, it was right before it went wrong. That's right. Hallelujah. And he had two wives. One was Hannah and the other one, the other Penina. And Penina had children, but Hannah had no children. This man went out from the city yearly to worship and sacrifice the Lord of hosts in Shiloh. Also, the two sons, Eli and Hophni, the sons of, of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas, the priests of the Lord, were there. And whenever the time came for Elkanah to make an offering, he would give portions to Penina, his wife, and to all her sons and daughters, but to Hannah he would give a double portion for he loved Hannah, although the Lord had closed her womb. And her rival, Penina, provoked her severely to make her miserable because the Lord had closed her womb. So it was year by year when she went up to the house of the Lord that she provoked her. Therefore, she wept. She, Hannah, wept because Penina provoked her. Verse 8, so Hannah rose after they had finished eating and drinking. Uh, verse 8, sorry. Then Elkanah, her husband, said to her, Hannah, why do you weep? Why do you not eat? Why is your heart grieved? Am I not better to you than ten sons? 
So Hannah rose and had finished eating and drinking in Shiloh. Now Eli, the priest, was sitting on the seat by the doorpost of the tabernacle of the Lord. And she was in bitterness of soul and prayed to the Lord and wept in anguish. Then she made a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if you will indeed look on the affliction of your handmaiden or your handservant, your maidservant, and remember me and not forget your maidservant, but will give your maidservant a male child, then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life, and no razor shall come upon his head. And it happened as she continued praying before the Lord that Eli, the priest, watched her. Now Hannah spoke in her heart, only her lips moved. She's in church now. But her voice was not heard. Therefore, Eli, the priest, thought she maybe might be drunk. So Eli said to her, how long will you be drunk? Put your wine away from you. Uh, when I got to this part, the Holy Spirit checked me and says, son, this is one of the reasons why you need to spend a lot of time with me. Because if you do not have the spirit of discernment as a leader, you can hurt folk. I don't want to be the leader that hurts people and trusts God to heal them. I endeavor to be a leader for God that helps to heal folks that are hurt. Now that I've said that, you're going to keep that in your mind, your memory box, and you're going to start observing the attitude, the, the way pastors and leaders in many places carry themselves. And the way they carry themselves says, uh, I don't mind if I hurt you. I know God's going to heal you. That's not what God wants. Verse 13, now Hannah spoke in her heart, only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. Therefore, Eli thought she was drunk. So he said to her, how long will you be drunk? Put your wine away from you. But Hannah answered him and said, no, 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 my Lord. I am a woman of sorrowful spirit. I have drunk neither wine nor intoxicating drink. I want you to notice also in passing that they make a concise differentiation between wine and intoxicating drink. <clears throat> but have poured out my soul before the Lord. Not consider do not consider your maidservant a wicked woman. For out of the abundance of my complaint and grief, I have spoken until now. 
Then Eli answered and said, Go in peace, and the Lord of Israel grant your petition, which you have asked of him. And she said, Let your maidservant find favor in your sight. So the woman went her way and ate, and her face was no longer sad. Very interesting story here. I'd like to call this, I don't know how many of you saw the uh, movie, one of the first hits for, uh, uh, what's his name, that made the Medea series? Tyler Perry. Uh, one of the hits that he made earlier was uh, uh, Diary of a what? Mad Black Woman. Just, uh, I think because he was African-American, uh, he said, mad black woman. I think if he was white, he would have said, mad white woman. Uh, the color is not of specific interest to me. Uh, but the woman was mad. And she had good reason. Uh, I looked at that movie again recently, at least a great portion of it, and while looking, God kind of changed my frame of mind, and I started working on, on something months and months ago. He brought it back to my memory, and uh, I connected it to this message. Today, I want to call the, the, uh, the message Diary of a Favored Woman. We're not going to deal with a mad woman today. We're going to deal with a favored woman. Look, look, at, look at somebody next to you and say, I know I'm favored. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. So if you, I don't care. You don't have to be married to, to, to say that. You don't have to be a woman to say that. You can be a man too. So would everybody just look at each other and tell each other, I know I'm favored. I know I'm favored. Thank you, Jesus. The, 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 from the moment you accepted Jesus as your Savior, you move from, from fatality to favor. Yeah. God Almighty. Well, your pastor's going in this morning. I'm warming up. I'm just warming up. Hallelujah. From the moment you gave your life to Jesus, from the moment you accepted Jesus as your Savior, you moved from fatality to favor. It does not matter what it looks like. It don't matter what you're going through. It doesn't matter how tough things are. It does not matter how painful your life still is. Your spirit man has been moved from a place of fatality. And all you're waiting on is for your flesh to begin catching up. We might be living in a society that wants everything right now. We are living in a society, we're living in a time where everyone wants it fast. And on top of that, we want it with excellence too. How many of you understand that fast and excellence don't normally go together? Quick, easy, and perfect don't match. See? When it's quick and easy, something's going to be missed. When you accepted Jesus, if you're listening to me, 
The reason I am standing here presenting the word to you is because I have a profound weight, something that drives me and many other believers to pray for you even as you are unsaved, asking God to move you from that place that you don't know you're in, that place of fatality. And move you over to favor. Favor doesn't mean you will not be hurt. Favor means you're resilient after you get hurt. Hallelujah. Favor doesn't mean that folks will not try to abuse you. But it does mean, hallelujah, that God does not let them lose, let you lose. They may try to abuse, but God ain't going to let you lose. Lord have mercy. Glory be to God. I'm trying to give you several sticky things to, to write down because you need to be able to say this to yourself. You don't have the time when you are in the, the lion's den to recite a paragraph, but you can say, God's going to move me from fatality to favor in this situation. The, the Hebrew translation of the word Hannah means favor, right? So we've got Hannah, whose name and character means favor, but she don't look like she's favored because she can't have a child. Can I drop something? Don't be fooled by what you're going through. Don't let the adversary tell you for one minute that you are not favored because of what you're going through. And don't feel abandoned by God when you are going through something on an extended linear path. The truth is, you can't get stronger without heavier weight. Somebody better be writing this stuff down and putting it on Facebook. You cannot develop more strength by practicing with less weight. So the more pressure you're under, you need to be able to see in your spirit mind that God somehow is trusting based on the favor and mercy that he has unloaded and released in your life that you are getting stronger. Hannah's name means favor or grace. Penina's name means pearl or precious stone. I want you to see something there. On one side, you see what is good character being mistreated. And on the other side, you seeing bad character that appears to be on the up and up. Just, 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 just to check as we move along. 
Both names mean something good, but not both characters are living up to that name. Mm. Mm. You might have started right, but if you don't continue pressing forward and pursuing God, it don't matter how much prayer your mama put in. If you decide to be a rotten apple, your rottenness will take you to hell. Let's just get it right. Let's just get that right. It don't matter how good a mama you got. If you don't listen to what you were taught, if you are not willing and obedient, her prayers will, might slow down the track, the, the, the train for you to get yourself right. But it ain't going to turn back the train if you are intent on going to hell. I've got three points that I've pulled from this story that I want to uh, give to you this morning on Mother's Day. Diary of a favored woman. Diary of a favored woman. Diary of a favored woman. Look with me to Lamentations. This is just one of the reference verses for you today. Don't worry, I'm slowing it down so, so we can build up some steam and you can understand what I'm saying and really put it in your mind bag. Lamentation says, uh, the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness, I say, O oh God. That ties right into the first point that I want to give you. And that is, your womb, whatever your womb represents this morning. Your womb, your womb may seem close for now. But God loves you anyhow. Your womb may seem close for now. But you need to know God loves you anyhow. God is not looking at your raggediness. God's not looking at your imperfections. God is not looking just at your inability to produce. God is not looking at your indeficiencies. God is not looking at what you can't do. God is always looking at what he could do for you. Let me say that again. The adversary wants you to always believe, accept, embrace that nothing is going to come out of all of the mess that you have gone through. All of the heartbreak, all of the disturbances, all of the life wrecks that you have been in. But the steadfast love of God does not cease. You've got to know this morning, if you were a mother that has been facing multiple incidents of wreckage in your life. Spoke to one person, and I, all I could do was sit there and cry with them. Couldn't say a thing. That they tried, husband and wife tried four different times to have babies and lost all four. And then they have a, try a fifth time and get a baby. 
And the baby lives to three, I believe, three years old and also dies. And I'm sitting there. What, what, what are you going to tell someone who is a believer? Who is a believer? Who's a believer? Who has been trusting God all of their lives, their married life especially, and they've been going through this. It was at this moment that I realized that God was beginning to do some changing in my own life because I had been going and growing to the point Sister Odessa, where, where this, this verse, this verse, Lamentations 3, 22 and 23, uh, were, were becoming a cultivated part of my life. The steadfast love. Lord, you're steadfast. Your love is steadfast. Your love is unchanging. Lord, I'm leaning on your love. I will never let go of your love. I'm, 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 I'm pressing into your love. When everything else around me feels like it's breaking up, like I don't feel needed, I don't feel loved, I don't feel embraced, I don't feel uh, uh, valued. Your love, your love. I know your love. If you didn't love me, you wouldn't die on the cross. If, if you didn't love me, you would not have left eternity sitting by your father's side and enjoying continuous worship that would melt a rock when those angels were crying, holy, 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 holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole world, the earth is filled with his glory. He left that and came to touch my life before I ever knew who he was. That's love. Jesus came, died on Calvary, save a wretch like you and me. That's love. That's love. I had begun by that point to really embrace the fact that God loves me and what I was going through in my own life did not devalue the love that God has for me. There's a mama here listening to me online that is going through some things and everything about What's going on around you is causing you to feel devalued. All I got to say is just hold on, hold on, hold on, sweetie. Just hold on. Don't give up on your faith. Just hold on. Because you're going to come out smelling like a rose. You're going to come out with scars, but you're going to come out looking sharp. God will change. Do you, have you ever seen a person who went to a, 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 a tattoo artist who did not know what they were doing and, and, and told them they would get this picture? And when it was done, they got this picture? And several years later, they go to somebody who's really an expert. What does the second artist do? He examined the, 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 the broken craziness of the former tattoo. And somehow, he is able to superimpose something that is beautiful on top of something that was just crazy mess. Can I tell you, God does more than superimpose. Amen. God Almighty. Woo! His love is so high, I can't jump over it. So low, 
Can't get her below it. So wide, I can't get around it. I got to go through the door. God is love this morning. Some mama here needs to know that God is love. You might feel a barrenness coming on, but I'm, I'm here to help you. Don't give up, don't give up, don't give up, don't give up. In those moments when I couldn't say anything, when I could not give a word of encouragement, I remembered how God encouraged me, how he said to me in lamentations, oh, my love is steadfast, son, my love is steadfast. Don't give up, don't let go. I'm going to come through for you. You are not going to lose everything. Ah, you will be redeemed. Don't let go, son, because my love, my love never ceases. And as that as that sunk into my spirit and simmered into my being. By the time I stepped into that situation, I was saturated with the love of God. And I sat there, didn't try to tell him, God's turning the baby into an angel and they're, trying, they're flying away. He wanted them soon enough. I ain't got time for all of that mess. They needed to feel the love of God. And I couldn't tell them about his love. They had to feel the love of God coming out of me as I said nothing and just sat there and just cried with them. As of somebody who's calling themselves a believer, listening to me right now, you're in the auditorium and you are wondering why. Why, why can I encourage? What, 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 what's going on? Could it be that because you have lacked intimacy with God, you can't lead anyone else to intimacy with God? That you can't give what you don't got? That sometimes... The glory that someone else needs, the breakthrough that they're looking for is going to come from the God in you. My womb may seem closed for now. But he loves me anyhow. You got to know this, honey. You got to know this. That's point number one. Point number two from the story. First Samuel 30 and 6. First Samuel Chapter 30, verse 6. Now David was greatly distressed. Why was he distressed? Because he had gone out from Ziglag with his friends, his, his soldiers, and they were just living life as normal as they did, victory after victory after victory. And this time they come back home, and their wives are gone, their kids are gone. Their whole city is burned down, Ziglag. 
And then the soldiers who were with him, they, 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 they're so laden with pain from what has happened. Their wives and kids are gone. They got so angry with David, they wanted to stone him, their own leader that they knew was a man of God. Well, they knew he was a good man. It's the reason all of them came and found him while he was on the run and connected to him because, because God brought them there. And as he's going through that, they come back, his wives are gone, his men's wives are gone, their kids are gone, their homes are all burned by the Amalekites. David goes to God and says, now David was greatly distressed for the people spoke of stoning him because the souls of all, us, all the people were grieved, every man for his sons and his daughters. And it was at this time, this moment, that David strengthened or David encouraged himself in the Lord. You got to know that you, your mama, your father, it's your mama here and you're going through, you got to know God loves you. Whatever is happening, God loves you. He is in love with you. Second, your rivals may want to taunt you. Your rivals may want to taunt you. Remember Penina? Having all these kids one after the other and just bringing pain to Hannah. Why are you married to this, to this man? You, you, you're a disgrace. This is a good man in the city. Everybody respect him. What you think he, he should do with somebody who can't have a baby, making it look like he's the one that can't produce? Well, I'm going to tell you, girl, you need to go because I'm having babies. Do you see that? Yeah, I could see that. Your rivals may want to taunt you. Here's the comeback. But God will find a way to flaunt you. Your rivals may want to taunt you. People who don't like you, people who, who look like good church folk because her name means that she's supposed to be a nice person. Right? Penina? Is that what we said? Her name means pearl, precious stone. She's over here behaving like a rock. Like a crooked, shapeless rock to the life of Hannah. You, as a mother, may have gone through a broken relationship. You may have brought your kids up or are bringing them up without a father present. You may have to juggle so many things that you have not been able to find time for yourself. And then on top of that, here comes somebody who is calling you a misfit because they don't know what you 
really are going through. Can I tell you one more time? Your rivals may want to taunt to you, call you out of your name. They don't know nothing about you. They just look, and from the outside, they just formulate an opinion, and they want to taunt you. But as God is my witness, if you keep holding on this morning, you're listening to me, and I'm encouraging you. When everything is lost, you may not be able to find me on TV preaching. You may not be able to find a good friend that's a Christian to give you an encouraging word. There are times when the pressure will be so intense with no encouragement in sight. You will have to encourage yourself in the Lord. You will have to tell yourself, my God is a good God. Tell yourself, my God will never leave me nor forsake me. Tell yourself, my God did not die on Calvary to abandon me. Tell yourself. My God shall supply all of my need according to his glory, his riches and glory. You're going to have to tell yourself. I said it in the beginning and I'm going to say it again. You can't get stronger with less weight. If you cannot get stronger with less weight, then what has to happen? Your strength has got to increase. So that the same way that took you under two years ago, you just pick it up with one finger and put it on your shoulder and walk with it like it's a pebble two years from now. Why? Because your strength has increased. You have encouraged yourself in the Lord. You have made God your resting place. Psalms 91 says what? He that dwelleth in the secret place of the most high God shall abide under the shadow of the almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. I will encourage myself. Look at somebody and tell them, I'm encouraging myself. I'm encouraging myself. I'm, 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 I know it's hard. I know it's a, I'm, I'm going to cry, but, but I'm not giving up. I'm not giving up. I'm not giving up. I'm not giving up. I may cry myself to sleep, but I'm not giving up. I'm encouraging myself in the Lord. I'm not going to say bad stuff. I'm not going to flesh out like the devil wants me to. I'm not going to give up my faith. I am going to hold on like Job until change comes. My rivals want to taunt me, but I'm holding on until God starts to flaunt me. 
Oh, hallelujah. Glory be to God. Who is ready for a flaunting by God? Who is ready for God to show up and show you out and say, this is my beloved daughter and whom I'm well pleased. Check her out. She's been through the storm. She's been through the fire. But now, look at her. I got favor. I got favor. Go ahead, tell somebody. I got favor. I got favor. Hallelujah. I've got favor. Favor is working for me. Hallelujah. My favor is working for me. My favor is working for me. I got favor. Lord, I thank you for favor. I thank you for your favor. Whatever your life has been. God's got you. Truth is, most of us were supposed to be dead right now because the adversary's intent, Deacon, is to do what? Steal, kill, and destroy. Now, let me put it in today's, in today's vernacular. He doesn't just want to steal from you. He wants to kill you. He, but he doesn't just want to kill you. He wants to kill you and cut you up in pieces and take Take the pieces every which way so, so, so your name is not even remembered. He doesn't just, he's not just satisfied to kill God's dreams and God's, God's plan and purpose for your life. He wants to annihilate you so much that nothing about the God in you reaches the next generation. Your name is erased. But God. But God, on this Mother's Day, I'm talking to women who are writing a diary of favor. Whatever your life has been, you writing a diary, you are writing in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, you, some of you, the, the writing starts today. Others of you, you're picking up your diary again after leaving it done, unwritten, unrecorded for a while. Either way, God is putting the record right. Favor is on your life. Favor is on your life. Favor is on your life. The last point comes from verse 11 and 12 of our text. Verse 11 and 12 of our text. I know our folks are following me up in the loop. Verse 11 and 12 talks about what Hannah did. She knew what she was going through. Verse 11 and 12 of 1 Samuel 1. This is when she made a vow and said of the Lord of hosts, if you will indeed look on at the affliction of your maidservant, your handmaiden, and remember me, and not forget your maidservant, but will give your maidservant a male child, then I will give 
I will give him back to you. That's what he's saying. I will give to the Lord all the days of his life and no razor will touch his head. Genesis, keep that in mind. I want you to see something. Genesis chapter 22, verses 15 through 17. And the angel of the Lord called again to Abram from heaven and said, This is what the Lord says because you have obeyed me and have not withheld even your son, your only son. This is God speaking. I swear by my own name, I will certainly bless you, Abram. I will multiply your descendants beyond number. Like the stars in the sky and the sand on the seashore, your descendants will conquer the cities of their enemies. You're a mother this morning, been finding yourself in a lot of tears over the years. Can I say is the number three thing that I gleaned from our text, and that is the vows that you cry in earnest to God, God will honor in abundance to you. The vows that you cry out in earnest to God. God is going to honor them in abundance to you. The vows that you have cried in earnest to God. God will what? Will honor. Will honor the seed that you plant in worship even while you're pressed to worry, in praise while you're in pain. The vow you make to God to say, I'm going to hold on till change come. I'm going to hold on till change come. I'm going to hold on till change come. I'm praying for my son. I'm praying for my daughter. Father, I've been praying for this child, this, these, these grandchildren, and it looks, oh, my goodness, I've been crying for my, my son, my daughter, and, and now I got, I got grandkids, and I don't see them, the change yet, Lord. I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you. Your prayer, your vows, your cries are not falling to the ground. They're not falling to the ground. God said, I'm going to honor it. I'm going to honor it. I'm going to swear by my own name because I can't swear by any other name. If you are willing and obedient, if you stay with me, if you stick with me, if you continue to build intimacy with me as your God, I'm going to honor you with abundance. We've said Psalms 37, 4, what the... We've been pounding in. What I've been pounding is we talk about delight. What's that? 
Delight yourself in the Lord. Delight yourself in the Lord. And he will give you the desires and the petitions. The Amplified Version is the only one that gives you both words to represent the meaning of what true delight will bring into your life. God is not just going to, <laughs> oh my God, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires and the petitions of your heart. That, that if you figure out what delighting in God really means on the pressure, delighting in God as a mother on the the press, delighting in God, even when things are not looking healthy. If you can figure out what the lighting is and you can do it and you can commit to it, God said, if you delight in me, I'm going to give you your desires and your petition. I'm going to give you what you think about your desires and what you talk about your petitions. What you dream about, thank you, Jesus. The diary of a favored woman. If you're here this morning with me, you're favored. You may not feel favored, you may not feel favored, but you're favored. You may not feel loved, but you're loved. He already proved himself. All you really need is a reminder. You, need, you, need, you needed me to come back and, and repaint the picture of how much he cares, how much he loves you, how much he's willing and, 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 and actually did for you to purchase your freedom, to bring you into release and recovery. We are six months, five months into the year and some of us have already gotten tired in our church of waiting. I could feel. And sometimes people ask me on power up, Pastor, you are always on fire and so energized. And, and you know what? I, I don't tell them. I don't tell them why. Because I don't wake up with energy every day. Who, who, who wakes up with energy every day? Have you ever wondered why I'm energetic every day when nobody can wake up with energy every day? Because I'm doing the same thing I'm begging you to do. I said, Lord, I ain't got it today. Lord, I'm weak, but thou art strong today. And every time I come to him like that, Willing and obedient, he will pour into me. And as he pours into me, he reminds me, there's somebody, son, there's somebody listening on Power Up that is fainting today, that is fainting, is fainting, is fainting. You got to have energy for them. You got to have strength for them. You got to have excitement for them. You have got to set a fire for them. 
Why? Because they're fainting, they're fainting. This morning I am looking for the partners in faith, the mothers in faith, even the fathers in faith that understand that they are people looking at you, that you are encamped round about all over you in your workplace, in your family, on your neighborhood. Folks are looking at you and they are dying. Will you be the one that presses in for a little more oil? Will you be the one that says, Lord, this weight is heavy, but I understand I can't get strong with less weight. So give me grace. Give me grace today. Give me grace. Give me grace. Favor me. Favor me. Favor me. Favor me, Lord. Favor me. Favor me. Favor me, Lord. Favor me. Favor me. Favor me. Favor me. I'm coming to you. My name is Hannah today because I need grace and favor. Favor me, Lord. Favor me. Favor me. I'm weak, but thou art strong. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. Bow your heads with me. Father, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We're just coming to you today to say thank you. I thank you for every mother here. I thank you, oh God, that when the adversary has always been trying his best to steal from them, to kill them, and then destroy all evidence of the kill so that their lives mean nothing to the history of their families that you've stepped in, you've stepped in, and you're giving grace, 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 you're letting favor flow right now in the name of Jesus. To a mother that is at her wit's end, favor is flowing right now. To a wife that is at her wit's end, favor is flowing right now. Oh! Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Would you stand with me? stand with me. If you are here and you are that mom, you are even a dad and you need, to, you need to get this thing right with God. Get this thing right with God. You can't leave here today after hearing what God wants to do with your life and not change and not give him a chance. Would you just say Father, I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming home, I'm coming home. Would you just say, tell, tell him, tell him, Lord, I'm coming, I'm coming in. I'm coming in for another touch. I'm coming in for a refreshing. I'm coming in for a refilling. I need a touch. I, I, I'm lost without you. I need, oh God, your strength. I need it. I need it. I need it. I admit, I admit, if you don't help me now, oh God, I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to make it. I'm done crying for you to take away the weight. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I realize that my the answer is not in you taking away the pressure. The answer is not in you taking away the, the weight. Because if you did that, I wouldn't grow. So God, give me give me favor. 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 Give me grace. Give me grace. Because I know your grace is sufficient. Your grace is sufficient. Your grace is sufficient for me. Your grace is sufficient for me. Your grace is sufficient for me. Thank you, Jesus.
make sure you fill out one of our cards. Give us an opportunity to connect with you, to just, just share the love of Jesus. If you're here this morning and God's done something in your life, take a moment to fill out one of our info cards. Connect with Miss Angela before you leave. We don't need to know all your business. We just need to... We're trying to create a tribe of connection here. A tribe of embrace. You don't have to feel like you're doing this, this thing alone. That you got, you, you got help. You got family. You got people in your Christian life, in your spiritual walk, that will not gossip your name. They're going to pray. As you go out the doors, we've got the card box, we've got the prayer box. So, Sodessa, would you lift your hand? Let them, Sodessa, her, herself and the prayer team are committed to interceding and crying over your prayer request. You can put your name if you want to, and they're going to keep it outside of everybody else's uh, mouth. If you don't want to put a name, just put the request in there and they're going to pray the same way. Because we are building a team, a tribe for God. Hallelujah. I'm going to dismiss this right now in the same atmosphere. Greet everyone on Mother's Day. Let them know how much you love them. Guys, take care of your mamas. Treat them real good today. And commit to doing something more in the future make them know how much you honor them. Thank you for joining us for this service at the assembly. We hope that it blessed you and strengthened your walk with God. If you responded to the message, will you take just a few moments to fill out a response card in the chat so that we can celebrate with you? If you would like to give to what God is doing through the assembly, you can do so in three ways. First, you can give online at theassemblyflorence.org. If you're on a desktop, click the Give Now button in the top right-hand corner. If you're on a smartphone or a tablet, click on the plus button in the top right-hand corner and then the Give Now button. Both of those Give Now buttons will take you to our online giving platform where you can then set up a one-time gift or a recurring gift and even designate the fund that you would like your giving to go to. You can also give by sending a text message to the phone number 833-729-2238 with a message that says SC Assembly Give. It's all one word together. You'll then receive a text message with instructions on how to move forward. You can also mail check or money order written out to the assembly to the Assembly, 2925 West Palmetto Street, Florence, South Carolina, 29501. Thank you and have a great week. Make sure you check us out for Power Up with Pastor Andrew on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 6 to 6.30 a.m. And times of refreshing at the Assembly on Wednesday at 7 p.m. God bless and we'll see you next time here at the Assembly.